If you love movies, it's likely that you've read the odd film review. But how much have you thought about how they might be influencing your movie preferences and what you get to see on screen? I'm Wendy Lloyd, and I'm a film critic. And in my new podcast, Open to Criticism, I'm on a mission to investigate how we talk about movies, who gets to do it, and why it matters. This podcast is the culmination of several years of academic research for my Master's in Cultural Inequalities. I've analysed film reviews and interviewed critics to see how recent social movements might be changing the way they review for audiences. The findings were fascinating, and a podcast seems the obvious way to continue the conversation. When thoughtful women come together and talk about film, Sometimes it goes in a feminist direction. Sometimes it's just great reviewing that happens to come possibly from a slightly different perspective. We have to be a diverse group. If you have a group of middle-class, well-educated white men, you are going to miss things. Whereas if you have a more diverse board, you're, you are going to spot problems at an earlier stage because you're just thinking about things in different ways. This is not about blowing my own trumpet as a film critic or that of my esteemed colleagues. There's ample evidence that what gets said in film reviews and who says it really matters. And many critic voices have been suppressed over the years. Other outlets as well who have only literally got in contact with me when it was like Black History Month in the UK. Oh man, you're like a very popular, prominent black UK journalist. Can you write this thing? Sure. And then crickets. I've had it all the time and that that's the thing I cannot stand. It would come up in meetings, people saying, why are there not enough critics of colour? There were certain people that were constantly asking this quite rightly. And I know I remember people some people saying, Well, it's just I don't think I don't think enough people want to be critics in that culture or whatever and, and obviously that's incorrect. Or if marginalised voices have gained entry, it's not been on an equal footing. When you are a black man in a majority white space, there's a certain way you act to placate all the people around you because you're in a certain type of space. Like back in the early days, I did, I did not act and talk the way I talk with my brothers and my family when I'm in a film screening setting, in large part because it's a majority white space. Movies play a big role in both reflecting the culture and society in which we live and constructing it. But significant assumptions about which films matter has arguably perpetuated a bias that doesn't serve many of us. There is this understanding, tacit or sometimes explicit, that you will know certain films. If you, if, you're, if you want to be serious about being a film critic, you will know certain films. Almost all of them were made by white men. And that has to have an effect on people coming into the industry because you're essentially having to sit down and spend thousands of hours watching the world perspective of one very small group of humanity in order to kind of qualify yourself to talk about, one would hope, all of humanity in cinema. Films both shape and reflect the times. And times, they are a-changing. But is film criticism changing enough? What needs to still happen to best serve you, the film fan? I organised um, an unconscious bias training, or rather it's sort of inclusivity and representation training. I was really glad that it happened because I hope enough people there took away some useful information that helped them challenge some of their preconceptions and used some more inclusive language in their writing. But there was definitely um, some, also some tension in the room between the different generations, you know? 
Each week, I'll be talking to fellow critics and cultural commentators to better understand how recent nods towards inclusivity are actually being felt on the ground. I'm also a guy who doesn't like to have the same conversations over and over and over again. Unfortunately, we live in a world and a society where we are forced to do that because things keep happening over and over again uh, when it comes to people of colour in the industry and how the wider world reacts to them. I'll be discussing why an overhaul of the taken-for-granted ways we value cinema is long overdue. What does it say about us as a society if all of our heroes, all of our superheroes, are straight cis white men? Because the reality, as we know, is not that. I'll be having conversations about what is valued critically and how we might address the inequalities in play. Hire all these people for reasons that have nothing to do with Pakistani, just because they're good writers, good at what they do, and they have other interests, seek them out for that. That is how we move the industry forward. Conversations that in my 30 years as a critic have been sorely missing. Now they're finally possible and indeed imperative in the light of Me Too, BLM and Time's Up. When I became chair and I wanted to be known as chair rather than chairman, you wouldn't believe the kind of debate that, that we had about this. There was definitely an attitude that it was just like trivial and splitting hairs and, 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 and everyone knows what it means and everyone knows it's unisex. Well, it's not because it says man. Shall I call you a chairwoman? What, how do you feel about that? And whilst digital media provides a wider range of voices than ever before, not all platforms are created equal. There's still a big skew in terms of who holds the top critic jobs and who is able to carve out a career in this precarious profession. I think it's absolutely critical to preserve the future of criticism, not just for ourselves, but for those who come after us and for the listeners and the readers and the viewers, that critics are paid. It cannot just be people who can afford to do it as a hobby because that's got sort of social class implications. Tokenistic nods towards greater diversity are not going to cut it. Not on screen. I think there's a lot of the time where they look at a script and go, OK, where can we get a woman in here? We've realised this is a bit of a sausage fest. And, and so they'll make the police chief or the judge a woman. All for those critics still being pigeonholed. The thing with me when it comes to seeking me out for black stuff, I don't mind it as long as we keep the relationship going and the next thing you call on me for has nothing to do with it. Social media has been integral to democratising film criticism. Some young women have actually been spotted on Twitter or via their own blogs and such like and sort of recruited for good roles. I mean, I know that's rare, but it has happened. But with audiences now talking back to critics, there's still a tendency for some points of view to be heavily demonised female critics get more flack for the same negative opinions. And I've, I've talked to female critics and their male colleagues who have said, yes, having exactly the same discussion where we shared the same view, she got shit for it on Twitter and I didn't. When it goes to online, they're like, I'm right, you're wrong, and here's why, and you suck, and all the rest of it. And I'm just like, hold on. I really hope you'll join me for the ride.